Sorry to other you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's apparently what my phone wants to read, apparently. Sorry to other you. How would that, 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 that actually would be a confusing term. It's like, I'm starting to other you now. It's like, what does that mean? Just slam down a rabbit hole. It's like, what does it mean to be othered? Welcome to another episode of Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, You Decide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Thumbs Up or Down, You Decide. I'm Eric Trapel. And I'm Melissa Leach. And today we are going to be talking about uh, one, of, one of my recent favorites, uh, but also one of the strangest and most bizarre experiences that both of us have had watching a movie, although we've had different circumstances first viewing it but either way we're talking about boots riley's sorry to bother you um so this is one of the films that was like really starting to get traction after it premiered at sundance back in 2018 and uh yeah uh i going into it yeah it's yeah you might think it's just like uh, the black version of office space from like the look of it at first but it's i got it okay i gotta describe how i first saw this like obvious i seen the trailer obviously and it looked fine for what it was but <laughs> let me just let me just okay it's story time okay so this film came out widely released july of 2018 and bear in mind it's like i this is regular weekend it's the middle of summer and uh i go into the theater it not that many people from what I could count, but there was a difference. The projector wasn't on. <laughs> like, I mean, it was completely pitch black, no advertisements, no trailers. In fact, the projector didn't even turn. I was actually tempted to go get management to say, like, hey, is the movie going to start? But as I was about to go out, uh, it was around that time when the trailers would normally end after showtime, uh, the showtime. And, uh... Yeah, that was definitely the setup for what ended up being, I, I think the best way I could describe it is a, a Charlie Kaufman film if it was directed by Spike Lee, if that, if that makes any sense. Okay, alright. Uh, anyways, your introduction to this? You're telling me to watch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what the hell it's about. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the less you know, the more bizarre the experience is. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. So much. <laughs> Hopefully you can t detect my sarcasm in there. Yeah, I... I feel uh, like you're just tempted... You're, you're really tempted to get the bat or something. No. Okay. Then I'm good. Uh-huh. But seriously, what the hell? Yeah. Um. I honestly, I uh, know someone who also likes strange, weird um, films. Mm-hmm. 
this might top all of them. Yeah. And funny enough is I recommended this to my mom at one point. She watched it alone. And, yeah, she was just sitting out on the patio just in a gasp at what she just saw. Uh, which, which is ironic because she, she told me she liked it. I, I mean, she has been exposed to a lot of weird stuff. Like, you know, uh, my, bro my brother Mick uh, in these early days, like, he was, like, he he and my brother Tom, like, showed, mm. uh, were into John Waters uh, a lot. Like, um, at least just, like, trying to get into, like, that cult filmmaker status, you know? Um, admittedly, this has to be in one of the top five weirdest movies I've ever watched. Uh, the only movie I can honestly think of that's weirder, possibly weirder than this, is from Gaspar Noah, and it's his movie Enter, Into the Void or Enter the Void. Oh, Enter the Void. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, um, I think that's just more uncomfortable than it is weird for me. I, I don't understand the point of that film. Literally, you feel like you're wasting your goddamn time watching it. <laughs> it's that weird, people. I'm not oh, joking yeah. when I say this. Um, and I took a the whole class on like learning french and french cinema and it's like yeah watching that movie didn't help me help me understand the culture better um but it, i i don't know that's why i'm thinking about it maybe they're both equally weird and they're it, equally weird but for different reasons that makes sense possibly um i mean with enter the void I agree with most people who I, I read reviews from who saw the movie that the first 15, 20 minutes are okay. They're interesting. At least it gets your attention. But after that, it's it's like a student decided, okay, we need to fill out this to make an actual full feature film. So let's include a bunch of bullshit in there and call it a full feature film. And I'm like, what was the point? It, yeah, it's like it, it kind of felt like one of those like uh, art house films that came out of like the the new Hollywood era only if it was made today and nobody stopped taking LSD. <laughs> I was just about to say that the only way to enter the void would probably be good is if you were on drugs watching it. Probably no, I or or I, I don't know, but I, I uh, wouldn't say that. I I definitely um, it was definitely one of those films that was just weird mm -hmm. and this one i can't say this one tops it because like i said they're both in my eyes equally weird but for different reasons yeah <laughs> and unfortunately this is one of those films where i can't say too much without giving it away it's one of those films yeah unless you want to um, want to make this a spoiler discussion I don't know if I do, because sometimes when people do that to me, I get pissed off. I, I guess so. so. If we do go into spoilers, we'll like uh, make an indicator point. Like, okay, at this point, stop here, because then we're going to talk about spoilers. All I will say is that the characters in this movie definitely make one hell of a transformation. <laughs> yeah, you, you're definitely right about that. That, that, that. that's the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. 
without spoiling anything. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can't tell you how many. It, it's weird because like I have seen this film like I think five times now, which I'm five. Yeah. Uh, most Why of... did you want to see it more than once? Okay, the first time was because I was curious. The second time was because I, uh, the other times were because I was showing, it, I was studying it for like, uh, for like an essay topic for a class, and then. Okay, I'll forgive you for that. The one. other times were because I was showing it to other people, and of course, I, I earlier. Don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can bring myself to forgive you for those last three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, cause, and I was also watching it earlier to prepare myself, because, yeah. I, I, I definitely can say, um, definitely not my favorite movie. <laughs> no, and I can understand that. Um, didn't care for it one bit, for several reasons. Mm-hmm. Um... Given both Black Lives Matter movement and 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 things surrounding all of that, um, there's just there's several reasons aside from the last half that I didn't that made me not like it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, even even watching it, uh, even watching it uh, from from my point of view, it's like there 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 have been some things where. I have, you know, kind of accepted, like, that's a little what reality is, and, um, but also I can understand where it's like, you know, there are some things I've become desensitized to when it comes to seeing it on film, but it's like, you know, when you're seeing reminders of it in real life, it's like, it, it can kind of re-trigger that into re making you realize it's like, this is uncomfortable to think about, um, at least some imagery right now, but... Although I'm kind of wondering if the writer was did what is the writer of this film also the director? Yes, uh, Boots Riley, and uh, um, he's also black. Just so you know. No, I get it. I can't <laughs> help but wonder if he was possibly on something when he wrote this, given how this movie ends. Well, y y yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of strange filmmakers out there, but yeah. Uh, well, you are, t it's like, I could tell you're like, you're really eager to just like go into this. So. Oh Lord. I, I'll, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if uh, uh, you don't, you're cautious on revisiting those memories. I can't unsee what I just saw. Understandable. Um, this is literally one of those things. There's a moment before I saw this and there's a moment after I saw this and I'm never going back to the before moment. Oh yeah um i'll get out uh here here here's my piece um i you know it's one of those films where it's like the more i watch it it's like especially as i learn more about you know as i become more uh, uh noticeable of like what's going on in the world it's like there are some elements that i definitely can appreciate a little bit more and within time it's like i did start to really enjoy it more and more um i think when i when I made my when I when I, I think I put this at my number five of the year, and 
now, now and the, the more I, uh, but that's uh, I I would probably would have put that higher maybe, uh, just because of like you know how circumstances have come about within the years and realizing it's like, yeah, this really does kind of. It is one of those films that kind of, like, gives, like, a subtle, like, this is what the uh, American dream really is. It's not what you really think. It's not all the glitz and glamour that some people think, like I La La when Land. I put it like that, I, under, I, I understand what the basis behind the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get the movie, I get that the movie is a spoof. I get that it's a parody. I, I get all of that. Yeah. Um... There I guess lo- I'm just a little bit more sensitive to certain themes at the moment, mm-hmm. a little bit more than I am usually, and because of that, it's a, uh, certain things in this movie are affecting things, affecting things for me a little bit more than than than, than uh, a movie typically would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there there was one shot that I did notice that like. Yeah, like we were watching like the end of it uh, to catch up uh, to get prepared, and like you could, see, you I mean for me you could see that I had that moment of like I. You probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, I completely just like shut my eyes just for a little while. Um. Uh, it's the part at the end where it's like you think some people are about to get hit by a car. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That that well that well there's a different result. We'll get to that. Uh, it's still not too hard to to think, have that uh, think about that imagery. It, it actually that part, and I I'm sure you're probably going to understand why I thought this, but during that part, I kept thinking about um, Charles Cambino's "This Is America" movie music mm. video because that scene literally re- reminded me of that music video. Did that come out the same year as this movie? Uh... Because I mean, it was it was literally the same. It it was like the same concept, um, almost the same concept. But okay, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the directors, if the director of this film, and writer of this film were inspired by that music video. Uh, I think uh, I checked. It was like May fifth, uh, twenty eighteen, when it came out. So it could have been that they were probably like both in production at the time and uh considering it premiered at sundance in january that year it could be that maybe um there were some things that donald glover saw during production that uh yeah definitely gave him some inspiration or could probably uh how do i want to phrase this um (laughs) yeah it could have been that like maybe there were some elements from production that he took inspiration from Mm -hmm. But, yeah, although then again, it's, like, the inspiration for this movie has, like, a lot to do with, like, some of the undertones of, like, what's really happening with America. Well, see, and, yeah, when when you, it makes more sense when you mention that, um, it's part of the theme of this movie is, or at least part of the later theme of this movie is in regards to... The American dream isn't all it's cracked up to be when you realize mm-hmm. what's behind it. Yeah. A weird way to demonstrate that. Gotta say. I don't know if I've ever seen any movie um, include that in it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can understand 
the, the um, meaning behind adding that in that you want this but you don't really understand what it takes to to obtain it or sometimes what you're wanting isn't all it's cracked up to be lord lord knows i've heard uh mm-hmm. my mom talking about that with the, with working for the state several times mm. her mentioning to me uh that um everyone talks about the benefits and all that stuff of working for the state and she said it's not all it's cracked up to be especially when you pr- go through all the bullshit that you go through with working for the state so i definitely realized that lesson um and really just anything can, can be that when you literally are fantasizing about having something, yeah. whether it's a certain job or just an object or whatever it is, and then when you actually get it and you're like, this is it, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're sitting there and thinking this is all, this is literally what I was striving so hard to achieve. So I can understand where that um, concept can create that, you know. Be careful of what you're actually trying for. Be careful of what you're actually wanting because this is what you, because of what price are you paying in order to actually get there. Yeah. So. Funny you bring up the the price you pay of it, considering our main character is named Cassius Green. Yes. <laughs> and I just now got that. <laughs> you, you, you're kidding. You just, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. Two and two together until you just said that just oh now. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just having a revelation. This is... I, I'm i just so glad my, we got my... this recorded. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Get out. Right now. They're wolves. <laughs> or coyotes. With everything going on at the beginning and all that stuff, yeah, it, 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 uh, because quite frankly, I didn't, I don't know if I ever really paid attention to his name, to be honest with you. Yeah. I kept hearing him call him Cassius, but I wasn't, I never heard the name of Green. Yeah, I, I guess I probably should have put the subtitles on. <laughs> um, so yeah, when, when, when I'm hearing them say his, his, only his first name, I'm like, Okay, and then literally I started thinking like, um, like Greek soldiers, mm-hmm. almost because it kind of sounds like what a Greek uh, soldier would actually be named. But um, yeah, I didn't put the I didn't put the, literally did not put the name together until you just mentioned. Because I'm sorry when when he's there's a particular scene when he when you think he's. Uh, Oh, um, yeah. Y- you could say, like, uh, checking his nose. No, I'm talking when he's about to watch something. Oh. And the guy gives him something. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, you tend to be so hung up on all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry, but them, uh, putting the, um orgy scene in there oh yeah uh, as a buffer yeah to what you're about to see lord and i can imagine when people are listening to this they're probably thinking what the hell are they talking about <laughs> yeah and it, it was funny because uh 
you know, I, I was bringing up the, uh, I had mentioned earlier uh, before um, we really started recording that uh, uh, I was watching the documentary I Am Divine about the drag, the drug queen. And they went into detail about Pink Flamingos, about how, like, the famous shitting scene was all everyone was talking about. And they had mentioned that that was put at the end of the movie to, like, kind of, like, have this thing that people talk about, but they have to, like, sit through the rest of the movie to, like, even get to that part Mm -hmm. that everyone's talking about. That it... That that does kind of work as, like, a sort of, like, intrigue or subtle marketing gimmick and... Yeah, I think if uh, if people found out about like what the real like big twist about it is, like they would go like immediately to why uh, watch it just to like find out like how does this happen. Although um, now with the internet nowadays, it's a bit of a different scenario. Oh yeah, if they don't they, if they don't realize what is going to happen in the movie now, you're in for a mm-hmm. bit of a rough ride. <sighs> yeah. Um, Tried to, tried to include the pun in there, but I don't know if I could. <laughs> All right, uh, let me just uh, wrap up this part. Uh, I we're a bit of a, a at a bit of a crossroads. I recommend it. She doesn't. <laughs> Let's get into spoilers. What do you want to talk about? Um, um, I don't want to say it. I don't want to spoil it for people. Okay. Um, I'll just say this. Let's just say uh, this. There's a big te- uh, there's a big company, mm-hmm. and it's running on a lot of horsepower. I'll say that much. But yeah, uh, the one thing that was actually interesting was that later on, uh, when I went to go back to rewatch it uh, for a class, uh, I was it was right after I had seen the Alex Cox film Repo Man. Have Have you seen that? heard of it never actually watched it okay uh the reason i connected the two was because in that in both films they have all their branding and all their like uh big um you know like product placement all of it's gone and just like replaced with like you know brand slogans like you know like how like how like in repo man they have like cereal just marked as like uh cornflakes or something or can of beans is just beans or, um, and it's the same with this film where it's like, you have like, uh, uh, you know, the, the biggest soda on the market is just soda cola, like no big Coca-Cola or Pepsi or anything like that. And, uh, all the TV shows that everyone's into is just a, uh, show where people get the shit kicked out of them or beat out of them. Literally called, I got the shit kicked out of me mm-hmm. and you know, uh, other example, uh, there are a lot of other examples like that, that just like, you know, uh, when you kind of strip it away and just like, look at just like, uh, from, uh, hold on, um, yeah, just seeing those, uh, just uh, for, for what it was going for with the themes about like, you know, how like everything's a bit of a fad and everyone's marketing on the same thing over and over again. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you do start to s- start to realize that it's like some of the different kind of products are being sold it's just basically the same shit just with a different skin on it mm-hmm. that's not yeah. yeah so to see it in that kind of world with like what the the film was going for it definitely it, it definitely felt a lot it definitely 
got me reminding of Repo Man. Yeah, only, only without the possessed car trunk. Although, then again, uh, with the kind of crazy shit this movie has, it's like, it's not too far off. Maybe I'll take co- your word for it since I've never actually seen Repo Man. Yeah. So. It involves a very important car, I'll say that. That's nice. <laughs> Natch Nash! <laughs> I'm sorry, I got it. I was thinking of making Fiends uh, for some reason. It was an old Flash cartoon that got bought up by Nickelodeon that me and my sister watched. It was. I was actually going to do a, do a Back to the Future reference here with. Um... DeLorean. <laughs> you said a very important car. DeLorean? You know, you know, I, uh, let me double check Repo Man's, uh, release date. Cause I think it, maybe it came out the same year or maybe around that time. Mm. Oh, sorry. Nearly dropped my phone. Didn't mean to scare you. Sorry. Uh, 1984. Making sure that I didn't get any on your computer here. Oh crap. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. We're good. Yeah. It, it it got on my my, my my leg got a good shower. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly so did my floor, but in all honesty my floor needs to be mopped anyway. Oh. And I just gave it too much away. <laughs> <laughs> Get sad for floors, it's like a wine. <laughs> um Yeah, and uh, I also gotta say like this was also the film that, like, made me really fall in love with Lakeith Stanfield. Because, like, I had seen him before with, like, because he was the guy who was in the beginning of Get Out. Uh, the guy I've never seen that movie. He's the guy who screams, Get Out. I've literally never seen that movie. Well, if you watch the trailer, he, he's the guy in the trailer that screams it. Uh-huh. Uh, he also played, um, he, he was also L in the Death Note movie, uh, which, honestly, I thought he did a good job with that role. Um... But seeing him mentioning in... a lot of movies tonight that I have never seen. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pathetic, people. Uh, don't worry. I've got friends who are more problematic. Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm catching up, people. I'm catching up. Yeah, but yeah, this is honestly my favorite Lakeith Stanfield role. Like he is, I just love his delivery in this. Like he, like. The way he's able to, uh, God, I don't, I don't know where to start with him. It's just like he's, I, I, I think that moment, I, I think the moment where he's like getting into an argument with his uncle, played by Terry Crews, like in the beginning. Mm, I think so that, the main, the guy who played the main character. Yes, Cassius Green. Okay. <laughs> wasn't sure who who he, he played in this movie. No, wasn't sure what you were talking about. That's right. Yes. He was the Eye Patch Man and El the, Salvador. The actors, them, the, I didn't see any bad acting in this film. I actually, there are certain scenes in the very beginning that honestly, I don't know how he he, he kept a straight face. Oh yeah, if especially doing, with what they're talking about. If I if I'm like literally, there's one particular scene. Think you know what? scene I'm talking about in the very beginning of the movie when he's doing calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have this, um, they have a bit of, we're in spoilers now, so it's like, they have this bit of scenario where it's like, they, uh, Ka- uh Lakeith Stanfield's character, Cassius Green, he works as a telemarketer for, uh, this company called Regal View, and one of the things that this movie does is that during these telemarketer calls, it's like, they kind of, uh, 
fa- uh, there's a bit of a fantasy where or there's some sort of fantasy level where like they kind of have Cassius imagine himself in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's listening to that call so deep that he's practically there in the room with them. Yep. And um, admittedly, when you're watching some of these scenes, especially with him dropping in uh, or, or calling the woman. By the way, why the hell would you answer your phone when when you're having sex with someone? Well, uh... Please give me a good excuse. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, If you're gonna give me an excuse, make it good. In that case, I don't think I'll answer. (laughs) Because I can't can't think of one myself. All I'm thinking of is she's literally getting pounded in, okay? (laughs) Basically... He's literally keeping a straight face while doing this. I'm like, how? There would be like 10 different blooper reels of me breaking down laughing because I couldn't take doing this in a straight face. The one blooper reel I want to see is of uh, Army Hammer, who plays like the sort of Jeff Bezos of the film. Mm. Uh, uh, He's the CEO of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... But yeah, it's like, especially when he gets to that conversation where he's trying to make that proposition to Cassius, like, you know, after he kind of figures out what's going on, and he's just saying all this stuff, like, look, I know this might seem crazy, but it really isn't. It's completely, you know, people have slave labor all the time. It's like, what, what's, what's so wrong about that? And I'm like, you're being too nonchalant about this. And I'm like, never mind. I realize everything's always told in code, so to... You know- have it bluntly said there it's kind was, of refreshing there there is a a because you're, you're reminding me of something i actually saw on facebook mm-hmm. uh a friend of mine had um shared something from a real estate agent apparently who had literally practically seen everything from trying to sell homes Ooh. one particular home that he literally had a sign out on the front yard and it said underneath, instead of for sale or sold, it said, not haunted. Well, I've if lost you have, interest. If you, <laughs> if you have to state that it's not crazy, it probably is crazy. <laughs> If you have to say the house is not haunted, it's probably okay. Either that or they're trying to attract, uh, they're trying to attract the emo neighborhood. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you're having to state that something's not crazy, it's, it's, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. There, there was actually even one uh, teacher at UNLV when they were doing a film assembly. Clarence Gilliard uh, shared a, 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 a thing, a, a video of him outside of, a, of a, an apartment, and he was sitting there in the video saying, this isn't, th- th- this isn't supposed to be creepy. Jason Edmondson even sat there and said, if you literally have to state that this isn't supposed to be creepy, guess what, it's creepy. <laughs> I'm like, come on, people. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a murderer. As I stab you in the in <laughs> as in front, in front, from right in front of me. I mean, if you have to state it, people, come on. <laughs> I'm. Oh, Jesus. There, there's. Well, I mean, it does make sense because, like, uh, throughout the film, 
there are uh, he does carry off that persona of like you know I'm not racist. It's like I'm I think you're cool. I'm showing you off on how impressive you are, as you're also forcing him to rap, which he says like I can't do that. Not and as he admits like I haven't shot a gun even though I live in Oakland, <laughs> like not everyone's like that in Oakland. Um, I should know. I've had family live there before, and not every one of us is crazy. I mean, we're just saying that. That and yeah, when it when it comes to the kid. I mean, it, it's not even just, like, the main themes of this movie that make it weird. It's, like, small things that I've noticed. I'm, like, like, like the, the woman wearing those honking earrings. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're, his girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Like, really? They take up half your face. <laughs> you say Tessa Thompson is a tiny-faced woman? No, the earrings were just that big. Okay. <laughs> but, but... Well, she works for science. It's like, she's got to have uh, something to catch attention. I mean, I guess it's the theme of her... There's, there's, Literal signs. There are so many things about this movie that just made it... odd. And the thing is, is like I said, I, I, I literally thinking that... When I, when, I, when I was watching this, I'm like, you know... I know a person who might really like this movie. Me. No. Oh. I wasn't referring to you, but I mean, you know. But because I I, I have had other friends before you. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew that. I I know. Sorry, I'm not saying anything. But um, I'm starting to wonder, I'm like, this may even be too weird for this this person that I'm thinking of. Mm. And mind you, this person loves weird shit. When I was trying to work with them in school, a lot of the stuff they wanted to make was weird. Yeah. And I really feel like I had to compromise and 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 do stuff that was more on the funny or dramatic side because of how weird they wanted to make stuff. Yeah, not that many people find uh, cannibalistic mafia that funny. So, um... That, that, that's one of my scenarios that I'm working on. That, that, that's, that's not what she's talking about. So, I don't, um... And then I, like I said, like, I'm, I'm just starting to think, like, okay, yeah, this movie's weird, but I'm starting to even question if they would even like this movie. Hmm. Because of, of, of how unique it is. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, one thing I will admit, this movie really leaves you speechless. Yeah. Because there's not a whole lot I can say. I, I feel like I'm stuck in a rock, between a rock and a hard place with this because... There's not much I can say about this movie without giving it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't want to give give away the shock value. Yeah, I, I feel like even with the, the spoilers we have discussed, I feel like it's like... I, I feel like that could be, like, the limit I've reached. Um, but, um... Trust me, you... It'll make sense if you watch it. If you watch it. it oh, it'll make total sense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, 
And now people are going to check. Does Perot have horses? <laughs> um, I'm actually going to check that one. <laughs> but, um... The, the, there's so many things about this movie that... that, that, that the Peruvian Paso, I was right. That, that there are in, in Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. Uh, it's just, yeah, be- between everything with this film, with the beginning and the middle and the end, you're just like, mm-hmm. this is the perfect scenario of a, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. It's literally comparable to, like I said, Gaspar, Gaspar Noah's Enter the Void with, with that, because you literally watch the, that movie and you're like, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah, my description is like, office space if it was written by charlie kaufman and then directed by spike lee just like uh adding in all the weirdness and like parallel meta stuff about charlie kaufman stuff and then another movie that this kind of reminds me of not because of the weirdness but because of literally you can't really say anything without giving the movie away the movie uh with with will smith seven pounds Oh, yeah. That is a movie that literally you cannot say a whole lot without completely spoiling it for someone. Mm-hmm. You literally just have to tell them to watch the movie if they really want to watch. And mind you, it's, it's, that is one movie that is massively impactful. Massively impactful when, when, especially when you realize the ending I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. Uh, that may actually be another film that we may have to um, uh, do a podcast on because that actually was a really, really good film. Adding it to the list. <laughs> really, really good film. It was actually, in my eyes, one of his best. Mm. In my eyes. Um, but uh, when, but yeah, with with this film, it's it's one of those things that really does make you speechless. And you literally are just left thinking of what was that? What did I just watch? Was the director on drugs <laughs> when he wrote the film? And yeah. Well, I feel like the answer to every one of those questions would probably just be yes. <laughs> like, even the question where you're asking why, I, I just say, like, yes. <laughs> Um, but, well, after hearing you talk, I understand the why for this film. I, I, mm-hmm. it's a weird way of analyzing American culture. Yes, and getting out the message that, um, what you're wanting may not be all it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. But I understand the concept by including everything behind it. Yeah. Especially given the fact that he... Um, there's one spoiler that I will include in here because it's not really as big as the other right. spoiler. Well, we're still in the spoiler section, so... Um, he... 
when he's working for this company, he makes a decision between either continuing to move up the rank or join his friends in the resistance. Hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people, and given the fact, and I, you can understand why he would choose to move up in the rank because given the fact that his family has money issues. And, right. I mean, you, you can completely understand where he's coming from with... Because I'm sure a lot of people being in that position would choose to go to go up in the ranks even if a company is not exactly the healthiest work environment. Yeah. For him, family is a little bit more dire. Um, especially given the fact that it's also his well-being, given his living situation. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely understand where his motivation is coming from, from wanting to continue the past, since it seems that he's very, very good at what he's doing. Um, and he's obviously his family needs the money, or else he might end up being homeless. Yeah. Um, but like, so the whole message of. Um, how did you feel about the dubbing in this film? The the the, um, the voice the the white voice du- uh, dubbed over. Despite the fact that that that, that did bother me, mm-hmm. um, for the most obvious reason that I've mentioned before of of I just think it, I think that part just the whole theme of it of and like I said this it might be me being too sensitive with 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 the whole movement going on but the fact that they had to include that with. I mean, the way they did it was impressive. Mm-hmm. The way they pulled it off was impressive. Because, I mean, they literally, like... The dubbing was literally... Yeah, they synced it up very nicely. Perfect with the freaking acting and the, vo- the, the the mouth movement. I'm like... Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how, how long that took. Since, mm-hmm. from what I've been told from previous sound classes at UNLV, that is not easy to do. No, and... Yeah, because... I mean, ADRing is uh, definitely complicated in itself. Like, it, I I remember looking at the behind-the-scenes uh, feature for Hellboy 2 and, you know, seeing most of the cast members, uh, you know, try to work through that. But it's like the one who had the easiest job was uh, Seth MacFarlane because his character didn't have lip flaps to work mm. with. But yeah, just, I, w- I was... I but yeah, was... it's not a difficult task to get into. Huh? It's just, I was... I was impressed by how they did it but the overall intent of why they added it in um i didn't care for considering the fact that it just didn't seem uh right to include a theme of excuse me a black person can only get ahead in life if if they have a white voice i'm like well i guess it's a parody it's a spoof but i'm like given the current but it's also something that yeah, technically you know. does happen in real life. No, I get it. Thing. I get, I get, like, so I get, I totally get the theme. I get, I understand why they included it in. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean I have to like it, though. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Um, especially given, uh, the theme going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the 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 um, knowledge being spread, yeah, uh, through films and stuff like that. That just that that even like I said that bothered me. But like I said, I, I get why it was added in. But like I said, I don't have to like it. It's it's kind of actually 
kind of like um my my thoughts with Game of Thrones, and yes, I know people are going to be hating me after I say this. I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so no worries. Um, I've never seen an entire full episode. I've only seen clips of it on YouTube. I don't even have HBO, so I can't even watch it anyway. Um, but the one of the problems I have with Game of Thrones, and I've been told this is, um, I've been told by people why it's added in. Um, because I, I don't like the fact that they tend to treat sex in Game of Thrones like a game. Part of my problem with that is the fact that a lot of kids, especially teenagers, tend to take on those lessons. And, um... Well, that's if you're, ki if you're letting your kids watch Game of Thrones on HBO. If so, it's like, what are you doing? Believe it or not, there are some parents, I think, who are letting... Oh, I know that. And, and, and kids nowadays. I got nephews who discovered Rick and Morty before my, their before their dad noticed. Um, so it's like I know they got access to a yeah, lot of weird shit already. Oh yeah, and like I said, the, the, the kids nowadays, a lot of kids may be stupid, but a lot of kids are also smart, especially with the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, a lot of kids uh, don't exactly know how to treat sex responsibly. No, they do not. Obviously. So when I mentioned that to a previous boss that I didn't like the fact that they were treating sex like a game, she said, well, you got to understand it's part of the world. And I told her, I get that it's a part of the world. Doesn't mean we have to like that. Doesn't though. mean I have to like it, though. Because, like I said, kids tend to learn from that behavior. And they a lot of kids want to um, emulate that behavior and model it. <laughs> and... I mean that that's obvious that that's obvious with with what's going on, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that that tends to to bother me knowing the dangers, especially with with kids getting pregnant at a young age. I'm like, you people really have no idea what's going on with the media and stuff like that. When when you're including, it's like, okay, you know, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know. I just like said that 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 part, mind you. I don't even think I would like Game of Thrones, being the fact that the clips I've seen, it makes it seem slow. Yeah, that's kind of what I got from, you know, my first take on it, but, uh, you know, that, that, that's Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, sorry, let, let's, but, but, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it's just like I said, with this, um, actually, I understand the theme of including the, the white male voice with the W, so they've got just... <laughs> Given the themes and stuff like that, I'm I'm being especially given. It's just the, the job opportunity that I recently got. It's just I'm yeah, I'm, <laughs> and, that, and all that and all that stuff. I'm trying to be more Con considering the high unemployment rate. This is not the kind of film for those people. Oh yeah, and I'm just like, uh, I understand the intention. Don't like it though. Yeah, but that's it's just... not the movie's fault. We didn't know this pandemic was coming. But, um, that's kind of just my take on it. But, um, like I said, I, I, I do appreciate the whole message, though, behind sometimes what you're wanting isn't, um, isn't great. Yeah. Because that's a, I honestly think a lesson that a lot of people need to learn. Because mm -hmm. so many of them, so many people in this world are striving for all the stuff, external happiness, and 
the funny thing is, is a lot of just times, security. yeah, basically, and a lot of times, there's even a lot of people I know who, who admitted that they were searching for that, and when they actually finally got it, they really they still weren't happy. Mm. So, um, actually, Dax Shepard actually was one of the ones I heard saying that. Mm. Mentioned in the interview that he thought that having a big career and all that stuff and, and, and a lot of money and all that crap would, would make him happy, he said... He literally, he said that he was at a bar one time and he was drinking and he said he literally realized, it literally dawned on him that he had everything he'd ever wanted to have. And he said he still wasn't happy. Hmm. That's when he realized that extra, ex, external happiness is not what makes you happy. No. And I was like, okay, you know, that's, and that was definitely highlighted in this movie. Yeah. Especially, I, I, I especially would, when you realize the price that one may have to pay in yeah. order to obtain what they're wanting. I would feel bad about Dax Shepard, but I haven't forgiven him for Chips. It was mm. a it was a film adaptation of a '70s cop show, and mm. it was real. It was not funny. Yeah. Uh, anyways, going back to saw the sorry to bother you. Um, Sorry, yeah, we keep, we keep, we keep, we keep, we keep getting sidetracked on this <laughs> sorry, one. Sorry. You're well, sorry because, to bother me? Well, <laughs> you, I had to go there at least make that one joke. Well, what I'm thinking is it's it's because this movie tends to remind you of so much other stuff. Right, like I said, with you know Repo Man, it's like um, it just, and I don't know if it's if it's. Because it's playing off other works mm. of this spoofer parody, or if it's just because of the fact that certain themes have been done over again, but it's very easy to think about other films when you're watching this. Ironically enough, it, it's it that that's the interesting part about this film. Yeah, well, so, it gives you a bit of an educational run to see, like, oh, what's that a reference to? So, yeah, this, this, I, I guess this movie is both educational and just fucking weird. That's all I'm going to say. The best kind of importance for the film. Educating and freaking people out. <laughs> so, yeah. Something society needs a lot more of. To some degree. I was about to say, I don't know if it's, <laughs> if, if it's to the degree of this film. No, no, no. I, that I understand. Yeah, that. But, um, yeah, because this film, I, I'm telling you right now, if, 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 it, it will literally leave you speechless if, if it, if, yeah. and if it doesn't, I'm going to be like, okay, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, that, that actually reminds me of something else I wanted to bring up about how like, uh, the branding kind of like strips away the sort of importance that these, uh, those products would have. Like they also kind of do that, uh, in the higher ups in the company, like, uh, that one guy with the eye patch it's like they every time his name is actually said it's like he's constantly censored mm. and every time he tries to say like his like or like even like his uh work name and even his real name it's like both of them are like uh, censored so it's like you just know the guy is like either eye patch guy or as the film credits him uh mr x that's interesting okay yeah so yeah, that was another detail I wanted to bring up. I knew that was something I was forgetting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, overall, um, 
proceed with caution. Good sum. Good good summarization. <laughs> when watching this film, that's all I can say is proceed with caution. Um, definitely know that you're going to be spe- you're you're going to come out speechless. You're definitely not going to know. Oh, if your reaction is anything like mine, <laughs> and according to Eric, his mother's reaction, yeah, and maybe even yours. Oh yeah, that this that that was my reaction. I was terrified. You are um. I mean, I saw this in a dark theater with barely anybody in there. Did I not tell you this? Did we not go through this? It's like, no. that was... I thought I was going to get shot. <laughs> like, I thought this was going to be... Uh, uh, what, what, what was the name of that? I thought this was going to be Aurora 2.0 or something. Like, that's how creepy, that, terrifying that was. <laughs> or how terrified I was. Um, so, j- just just know, did, did you have anything else to say about this film? Uh, I guess the last thing I gotta say is, uh, to the white voice actors that got to do the dubbing, uh, good job on that. Uh, to everyone else, fantastic work and making sure that they sy- synced up the right words. I mean, the acting was definitely impressive. That, that, that I can definitely say the least. Mm-hmm. My only complaint is, like, I kind of wished uh, one of the voices was Bob Odenkirk, considering they have David Cross as Cash's white voice. Alright. Um, I don't know. I got I got really into Mr. Show uh, a while back. But, um... Yeah, j- j- just, to, just to end this um, on a appropriate note, you're gonna watch it it, there's a high chance, an extremely high chance, that you're going to be speechless. You're not going to know what to think. You're you're probably going to leave the theater going, "What the hell did I just watch?" Or if you're 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 again, watching this uh, on Hulu, because I actually don't even think it's in theaters anymore. No, it, it's been two years. Okay, yeah, ignore my ass. <laughs> Ignore my ass. Sorry. I, it's like, I, I, I'm, you I'm, could probably still catch it at theaters. It's like, it's been two sorry, years. Sorry. The, the reason why I'm, I'm not thinking that Although, way, according to my sister, Lion King and Jurassic Park ran for about a year. Well, the, the reason why I'm saying that is because of the fact that I do know that, that Regal had, like, little festivals going on for movies that were already out mm-hmm. prior. So if they do end up having this film in the theater, or if you're just watching I'd on I'd be surprised. Hulu, I would be too. Um, but if you end up watching on Hulu, or if it ends up being on Netflix... Uh, it's, I think most of its streaming has been Hulu exclusively. Um, just proceed with caution, that's all I can say. Yeah, um... Because more than likely you're, you're gonna be really reaching for words for what the hell you just saw. Yeah, and if you've got one of those friends who's like, uh connected with like hallucinogens or something it's like you might want to invite him over to watch it because i either you may want to be preparing yourself for it or maybe you want to just watch him react to it um however um yeah i think the reason why i said watching it theaters is because sometimes when we're doing these podcasts my mind tends to go to because mind you prior to doing this i was a film critic and the last movies i was 
critiquing, mm-hmm. I saw in theaters. So yeah. my mind's kind of in that. Sometimes when we do these podcasts, I, I tend to, to, to these episodes, I tend to go towards that film critic mode, mm-hmm. which is the reason why I, I mentioned if you're going to see it in theaters. <laughs> or just ignore my ass. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's available on Hulu. If you want to watch it, again, proceed with caution and, and go in. And my recommendation is invite your hippie friends. <laughs> They'll make this a much more memorable experience than it already is. Especially if they're on drugs. <laughs> well, that, that, that's why I say invite them. And I'm talking extreme extreme drugs. Uh, Sometimes not all hippies are into drugs. Yeah, I don't know. It's like... Uh, I don't... I'm sorry, my, my, my version of hippies is is, is people who, 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 who just love yoga and, and, and meditation and all that stuff, but not mm. all of those hippie people. Well, some of them are, it's like... A... Yeah. Well, some of them, it's like, I think the, the, maybe the most they would probably do is like maybe weed at, at best, but it's like, I don't know. I don't think they would go for anything else like mm. that. But yeah, um, either that or maybe just bring one of your crackhead friends. Nah, crackheads would get violent. <laughs> they got well, maybe if they're on LSD, I don't know. Uh, get some of the safer <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Whatever your preference is, uh. Go with that. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up here for tonight. So, uh, this has been Thumbs Up or Down. You know our sides. So, go watch it and decide for yourself. Uh, uh, yeah. And maybe even leave comments. Tell us what you think. Yeah, because I want to know. It's like, what was your first experience uh, getting exposed to this before seeing it on streaming? So, yeah. Alright, and with that, I am Eric Jabell. I'm Melissa Rich. And we'll see you all next time.